Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smod Coast Morning Show. Blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Oh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smodcast Morning Show. Big shout out to Will Wilkins for getting us on air. And to Time Warner Eddie for fixing my cable. Thank you, Time Warner Eddie. Um, so hopefully we'll, ha- we'll be able to stream uninterrupted. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can... Tune in at, uh, let's see, what is it? Oh my god, it's been so long, we missed a week. Um, Smodcast.com slash SIR, isn't that right? No, Nooner, Nooner Podcast at Gmail. No. You said where you could tune in, not where you well, could email. with the Twitter, I said. Well, whatever. No, you, you right. said you could tune in. <sighs> it's Bill, at everybody. Least I'm listening to the fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah, because I'm not, actually. Um, the Twitter is Nooner Pod, Nooner Dan Marty. At, <laughs> Jesus. All right. Let's start over again. If you want to join, uh, get an email into the, what is it called? The mail sack? Is that what it's called? Just um, email Marty. Yes. Uh, that's noonerpodcast at gmail.com. One week off, and I've, I'm totally off my game. Yeah, right. It's the week off. That's, it's, yes. It's, yeah, it's, it's well, week what's off. your Normally, excuse? you're fucking amazing. I'm, I'm just totally on top of things. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Bill. Bill's Morning. Back. We are in the middle Number 70. of a horrible, horrible heat wave. And, um, it's a fucking oven everywhere you go. My house is, a, is very poorly insulated, so we don't have uh, a lot of cool air coming through. It's so, 30 degrees. Hey, it's Giselle. Hello, everybody. Get right up into that microphone. I'll get right up on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us, Giselle. I didn't even see you come in. I was sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> it's 30 degrees. Uh, that's, uh, I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> Celsius. Ah, I see. It's about 30 degrees, or it will be later today, so... Um, yeah, that, that's for like our international listeners. Yes, I'm sure that's fascinating to everybody out there that <laughs> we're hot. Um, Emily was going to join us, but I got a, an email at one thirty last uh, night that she had a job to do. So, oh, she, good. Yeah. Were you up for the email, or did you receive it this morning when you woke? I woke up in the, like at three in the morning, just sweating. And so you thought, I will check my email. I'll check my email. That'll cool me off. Oh, it's Emily. Uh, by the way, good morning to Jadelyn and Scott and JJ and Clay and Darren uh, and Tyson, who both uh, those latter two run the Tumblr page. You can go to tuesdaysmornings.tumblr.com. Wow. Yeah. I did not think there was any way you were going to pull that yeah, off. I think I'm, I'm a little sleep deprived. And the look on your face, too. You're like, uh, yeah, eyes wide open. I'm not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> what might come out of my mouth. Congratulations to the Cleveland Browns. Thank uh, you. They squeaked it out in uh, the last minute. They got a, uh, a last field second. goal. Last three seconds or so. Right? Which is how they lost the week before. Oh, so they're... So, which is how they got the name the Cardiac Kids back in the 80s. Because they lost or won every game in the final seconds. And it was hard. It was hard. Uh, Wrenching. Now, speaking of heart wrenching, is it harder to follow the NFL uh, in in the wake of current press? You mean yeah. Adrian so, Peterson beating his children, um, so Ray Rice beating don't his know, wife. There's um, those international listeners who might not give a shit about uh, American football. The National Football League. There was a, a member of the Baltimore Ravens who was uh, who knocked out his wife. And uh, in an elevator in Atlantic City. Punched her in the head. Punched her in the head. Spit on her, too. His name is Ray Rice. 
And uh, it wasn't until the a video that came out that actually showed her uh, getting punched in the face uh, that he was suspended indefinitely from the NFL. And Although there was evidence that the NFL had the video as early as April when they only gave him a two-game suspension. And, and yeah, he had, of course they did. And yeah. apparently he admitted to it in June that he right. punched her. So the idea being that like it wasn't enough... We had to see. Right. It wasn't, until, it wasn't until the NFL was pub- publicly shamed for not taking stronger action that right. yeah. suddenly right. he, instead of two-game suspension, right. he was, he was uh, kicked out of the NFL or suspended for the year, and then he was kicked off the team. But and all know, that came well after the, the, the incident. It, it is too facile to then turn to them and say, oh, the NFL, those commissioners, they, they have no morals. You know that. The whole right. the whole industry is is based on the finances and all the money that it makes. It's an incredibly rich organization. Of course it is, and so that's its job. It wants to make money. That's the job of every institution in our capital society, capitalistic society. So just it seems always a little bit um, disingenuous. Disingenuous. That's the good word. Uh, when people turn around and say, "Oh, why don't they have morals? They knew." You know, because they're in the money-making game. They want to make a lot of money. Everybody do. Yeah. yeah. So to answer your question, um, I don't think any less of the NFL. I just think what's happening is going public quicker. Um, I don't think this is any different than what's been going on in the NFL for a lifetime. Yeah. And now that it's a billion-dollar industry, um, as you say, the interests are that much more closely protected. So it... it it doesn't shock me. It doesn't surprise me. I think probably 98% of the players are hopped up on some kind of drugs, which is going to fuel what, whatever you know, angry fire already brought them to the NFL. And it's a, it's a sport um, that's based in violence. Yeah, so I, it's not surprising. I, I mean, selfishly, I'm glad, it's, I'm glad none of the players of my team are in the press for anything other than marijuana. That's just, that's just purely selfish. These guys aren't from Cleveland. They're not friends. They're not family. Um, but, uh, you know, if I were rooting for the Ravens, it would be a lot harder. If I were rooting for uh, Adrian Peterson's and the Minnesota Vikings, I believe, I'd, yeah. it would be, you know, that would be a blow. That so would, that Adrian would be Peterson is, uh, I believe, he's a running back, and he was... Uh, Not just a running back. He came back from a torn ACL and had one of the, one of the best seasons a running back had had in decades. And uh, But he's he is accused of beating uh, two of his children, one of them with a, a wooden switch. And there are also two other players in the NFL who who have uh, convictions of beating their spouses or girlfriends. At least, yeah. I, um, um, there's one who's playing for North Carolina and uh, the Carolina Panthers, and then one uh, guy on the 49ers, which is my but, team. Um, this is, uh, they're 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 shit in the bed this year, but this some um, they're underperforming. Um, if if I may do a yeah, a, a little plug, uh, the author Stephen Almond. A-L-M-O-N-D Steve Almond He just wrote a book called uh, The Argument Against Football And it it just happens to be good timing With all of this happening in the news And then the NFL also admitting The concussions and the brain injuries Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's really hard Knowing that 3 out of 10 uh, NFL uh, veterans You know, uh, players in the NFL Will have uh, some some sort of uh, dementia yeah. or in, in cognitive dissonance. Mm, no, I just wanted to say that dysfunction, <laughs> cognitive <laughs> dysfunction. But yeah, it, it it is hard. You know when it, the emphasis is on hitting harder and harder. And um, so and one you, thing. Oh, go ahead. Well, you you said earlier that's a game rooted in violence. Yes, I want to invent a game rooted in love, a sport. <laughs> 
Uh, I think that would be more of a game than a sport, but I'm I'm listening. There is air fuck air sex. They have that um, you, those competitions you like air guitar, but yeah, for, for sex and people go perform on stage uh, with a partner or solo. I think I don't know. They they I know they they do a solo one, but they might do one with partners. That could be rooted either in love or violence. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. <laughs> I was thinking something like a Buddhist boot camp. And you get points for how, how long you can stay rooted in the present moment. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing says more uh, about being competitive than being a Buddhist. <laughs> right. do, you think it, can... do you think it would take off? <laughs> I would watch. Out? I'd give it a season. <laughs> I would certainly give it a season. It would need, you know, it would need um, a few name contestants. I look forward to the... I look forward <laughs> to, to really the, catch up. Yeah, and I who, want some... Who would be a good name contestant? Ray Rice. Yeah. Ray I, Rice. I want some serious trash talking before each right. sort of meditative session. Rush, Rush Limbaugh. You would... know what presence is. I'm there. I'm on a higher plane than you. <laughs> My nirvana is deeper than your nirvana. Macho Man Savage would have been great at that. Um, it also would need an amazing color commentary. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You, there's a lot he, to flesh out. He's sitting yeah. quietly. <laughs> His legs are folded neatly underneath him. I can hear the sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> one of his hands clapping. Um, oh, oh, he's blinking. He has blinked. I do to, want to... To go back to your question, though, um, yeah. because this technically counts as current events and news. Oh, this, this, is, um, this is absolutely news. Th- and this is an argument that I... I, I don't have an answer for, so I'm really curious, genuinely curious of what you think, what, what the listeners might think. Um, do you expect athletes, or really anyone in the, in the public eye, um, to be role models? Do, I, do they have a responsibility um, do they have a responsibility to be upstanding, contributing citizens who are, you know, obviously imperfect because we all are, but striving for some sort of perfection or, or, or role model status to be envied or well, emulated. in the sense that there is money being made off these people. And so Radisson is a, they're the hotel company. They're based in Minnesota. They withdrew their sponsorship or, or they suspended their sponsorship of the Minnesota Vikings based on Adrian Peterson's um, behavior or, or the accusations against him. So in that sense, absolutely, they they have a a role. They have to be role models, um, and you know the, uh, the same thing with Lance Armstrong. He he stood for something, and you, right. kids look up to these guys. I think that um, if you market yourself as something, then you need to be that something, right? But in general, I mean, the, the Minnesota Vikings Corporation had a relationship with Radisson. Uh, Adrian Peterson didn't. Does well, he have a responsibility to the? To the board of Radisson, or to or to a, a ten year old kid who's playing football in his backyard in Minneapolis, does he have a responsibility to behave? Not a, a moral way? responsibility, but as a as a somebody who is a proc, a marketable product, which you you choose to be if you become an NFL player, uh, and then when you sign on to the Minnesota Vikings, you sign on to what they stand for. Then, you and there know, are codes of conduct. There are codes of conduct that you sign sign up for. And oh, I'm sorry, but go ahead. there there are. Um, you say not a moral responsibility. I'm, yeah, I'm speaking cynically. I know. know. Um, 
I would like also to think there could be separation between a person's work and a person's person. But I think the truth is in American culture, uh, we who watch these celebrities, these big sports stars or movie stars, uh, we afford them, uh, accord them, afford them. We give them their like a royalty status because we sort of relegate our own worth to them. You say, oh, mm. there, there's more important right, to, than right. me, you know, because she is uh, uh, Taylor Swift and I'm just me, you know, I'm nothing but she's Taylor Swift. Uh, so in that sense, really, all those people who are more famous, they, they in effect are role models for people because people give them that power. Right, right, right. That, yeah, I, w I would like people to remain responsible for the power that they're giving away to these people. But I like what you say. It's say a choice. That again, yeah, absolutely. People need to be responsible for the power that they give away. And yeah. if you're giving your power to a, an athlete or a star or a singer or a politician, um, that's a choice. So don't steal their naked photos. How can we also... Um, <laughs> Support yeah, people yeah. in not giving away their power to these arbitrary people, well, other people. You know, you can you can root for the Minnesota Vikings without modeling your life after them. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's or, a choice. Th or thinking that they have more worth than you right. have. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, on, on the flip side of that, I would say that if you are in a position where you're covered by the media, rooted for by fans, cheered, cheered for, supported financially by 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 um, fans, by an industry, then that is an opportunity to be a role model. That is yes. an opportunity to lead by example. That sure. is an opportunity to maybe bring out the, your, your best or to maybe suppress um, some of your worst in the, in the interest of leading by example. I, I, it, it, I, I, to me, it's more of an opportunity than a responsibility. Right. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything. I see what you're saying. I like that, but, Bill. Um, I think that also we assign uh i th i think what at the same time we need to let these people live their lives in private how they want to you know so we we go back to the these photos of these naked women th uh, that were leaked you know that's that's their prerogative to live their life how they want to and they and in the privacy of their own home if they want to you know, get their rocks off certain ways, then that's fine. We should let them do that as long as they're not beating their spouses or their children. You know, yeah. if it's and they if they want to smoke pot, they should smoke pot. You know, two weeks ago or whenever we we was last talking, Marty, mm -hmm. about the photos, uh, you, you know, you were saying, "Oh, did you look at the Jennifer Lawrence?" And I said, "Of course I did," and it would not occur to me not to. I was reading some. I didn't. You did not look. I didn't. I, I was going to say, uh, I read prude. something that said, you know, she has not been seen in public since the photos was leaked. And the assumption is that she feel really bad and she's really sad and can't go out in public because she feels so bad. And that made me feel bad for looking. I thought, you know, I somehow when I read that, I thought I saw her again just as a person, mm. a young lady who's probably really embarrassed and feel humiliated that this private thing was shared and and how would I feel at that age so yeah. then I felt really bad that I looked yeah. I'm sorry that I did that to her well she's a listener to the show so <laughs> Jennifer I, I'm really sorry and I, I, I just hope you can move past it there's nothing to be done at this point but I'm sorry um, I appreciate that and I, on behalf of her I accept that apology okay you let her know for me <laughs> yeah, <yes. laughs> um, this weekend was also a, a, one of 
the uh, the biggest fights, uh, you know, boxing matches. Floyd Mayweather, he defended his uh, title. You know, he was Call fighting. me a minute when it's Mayweather Pacquiao. What? Oh, yeah. So, you know, for those uh, who, who don't know, Floyd Mayweather is one of the most uh, successful athletes in the world right now. I think he made over $100 million last year. And uh, this fight alone, he won $30 million. Uh, and here's a crazy thing. He was uh, accused of beating his wife um, unconscious and it was and threatened to kill her. And then uh, he... Isn't was, that a rite of passage for boxers? Boxers, yeah. And uh, his three children were witnessing and they called Oof. 911 on him and he threatened to kill them as well. So he pleaded... Uh, he. He uh, pleaded... And we're back. Yes. <laughs> no, no. So he, he ended up going to prison for a couple months. He, uh, you know, the, he uh, took a plea. Is that what they call it? Um, to a lesser, uh, he, um, a lesser count. And so he only had to serve a, a couple months. But, um, and here's what he had to say on CNN when... Uh, before the fight. But by the way, he was allowed to fight. He won. And uh, this is what he said on CNN. All right. Well, okay, but you are someone with a history of domestic violence yourself. You've even been to jail for it. Uh, she was, they were talking about the, um, the NFL and Ray Rice. Mm -hmm. and Why should fans root for you with this kind of history? Um, everything has been allegations. Uh, nothing has been proven. So, you know, that's life. I mean, the incident you went to jail for, the mother of your three children did show some bruising, a concussion when she went to the hospital. It was your own kids who called the police, gave them a detailed description of the abuse. There's been documentation. Mm -hmm. um, once again, uh, no pictures, <laughs> just hearsay and allegations. Oh, and this guy is terrible. So Turn it off. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to hear anything yeah. more what he had I, to say. Here, I will say this is something that I was thinking about on the way in because I, I do listen to a lot of sports talk radio. Um, and, and obviously these issues have been uh, at the forefront um, in that, in that uh, media. I, I don't know that I can say this with conviction, but I would not be surprised if there are just as many people beating their wife on Wall Street just as many people beating their wife in the acting community, just as many people um, doing everything that, that the athletes are doing. I mean, there's obviously, there's a, there's a, we're talking about aggressive sports, we're talking about sports of violence, we're talking about sport, uh, uh, fields where um, amphetamines and um, HGH and other aggressive uh, drugs are used, mm -hmm. performance-enhancing drugs are used that cause, that, that one of the side effects is aggression. You're talking about a lot. And, uh, and a, a aggression is encouraged in the sport. You know, right. want to go out there and kill him. Right, him. exactly, exactly. So, so there, there, there's a, a predisposition for, for for this being a, a result. But I, I honestly wouldn't be shocked if the things that are happening in this industry that we're vilifying are happening in every industry. I don't know that it's a well Charles, athlete sport. Charles Barkley, uh, the who's a commentator, um, uh, ex former Phoenix Sun, ex NBA guy. Yeah, he never said, afraid to say something super controversial. Yeah. So in defending Adrian Peterson, he said, "I'm from the South. Whipping is we do that all the time. Uh, every black parent in the South is going to be in jail under those circumstances. I think we need to be careful uh, letting people dictate how they treat their children. So I think what you're saying is, you know, there might be a culture in this country of beating our spouses and and children, which is sad." Which brings up an interesting point. There's a, uh, the United Nations in 1989, they ratified 
what's called the Convention on the Rights of the Child, where the signatories, um, they made, you know, child abuse was illegal. And only two countries didn't sign on to, to this, uh, members of the UN. Somalia and the United States. I, I'm not surprised. I knew you was going to say that. <laughs> so every other country is like, you know what? We should not beat our children. And the U.S. <laughs> and Somalia are like, um, uh, uh, counterpoint. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the people in the they South. Don't, uh, they, they don't uh, like to have their rights. That's my rights. I'm an American. That's my right. No one yeah. can tell me what to do. Don't you infringe my rights, man. Uh, I but, can tell black people not to get ahead. You know, the, the, oh, I just heard something about dating Ohio, but that's for later. But, uh, you know, the, it's just su such a, it's all gummed up with uh, hypocrisy this way and that way. On the one hand, they say, oh, this Mayweather guy, you, you described him as the most successful athlete. Mm -hmm. I would say he's the most well remunerated. Mm -hmm. If you say that, you say he made this amount or that amount. Yeah, yeah. But is that success? That's how we commonly measure it. Oh, that's success. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying let us have a new definition of that word mm -hmm. so that we call it what it is. He's the well, most well remunerated. We like to pay him to watch him punch other people. But don't punch your wife, just punch these other people. And we watch that and we pay you. And that, you know, he's so well paid for that. No one wants to stop watching him punch other people. It does seem so a little two faced to me to then say, Oh, but you punch your wife. And he said, No, I, I didn't. There's no proof. There's no picture. <laughs> but I went to jail. I agreed. I, I, right. I accepted this. Bargain. Yeah. I don't know if my argument was very cogent, but mostly I would like to again say, let's redefine success. What if you say, you know, oh, this guy, you know, David Smithson, he's the most successful athlete. Who is he? Oh, you know, well, he play badminton and he only make a hundred dollars last year of playing badminton. Then why is he the most successful? Well, you know, he have a good relationship with his wife and they begin together 25 years and his children are all very nice and he's a, he go to the church picnic, you know, he's a nice, everybody like him. I, I totally hear what you're saying. And I think that what, uh, it, what has changed for me over as an adult is that I don't, I enjoy watching sports, but I don't, I don't get emotionally involved in it. It's really fun to watch people who are incredibly great athletes doing things that I could never do. Yeah. 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 Um, that just is. like, it's really fun to watch, you know, beautiful people act on screen and do, you know, that's do things that I wouldn't do. Uh, but I don't get too caught up in it, and I don't hold them as role models. So it mm -hmm. just uh, it, it makes it easier for me to detach myself even further from it when I hear things like Floyd Mayweather saying, defending you know, there was no abuse. pictures. Yeah. Oh, that's so creepy. Yeah, and then he said, you know, it'll ultimately it's going to be between me and God, or God will judge me, and well, God's going to fuck you up. He's going to knock you out in the first round. <laughs> ah. Um, by the way, Victor is listening live from Hong Kong. Excellent. Yeah. Welcome, I hope Victor. to go there someday. Um, if, if anyone's listening further away, tweet in at, that's near Dan Marty. Um, so see that market improvement over the course of the show. What? You, oh, you knew the Twitter handle right yeah, off the top I, of your head. But no, it wasn't right off the top of my head. I had to think about it. Uh, Bill, what, what have you been up to? We haven't seen you in a few Yes. Weeks. Um, I don't know what to tell you. Um, Wait, I, I want to just share Darren's comment. He tweet, 
and they say the problem with spousal abuse and athletes is that that they seem to go unpunished for longer and don't suffer financially. They go unpunished and don't suffer financially. Uh, that's a good point. Thank you. Okay, continue. <laughs> uh, I uh, the, well, we didn't have a show last week. Uh, the week before, I was super excited for a callback that got canceled as I was getting dressed in the wardrobe um, to leave the house. What was um, you getting dressed as? Uh, I don't remember. A fireman. I wish. A doctor. Uh, a pharmacist. It was nothing that fun, but a pharmacist. I was wearing a Star Wars T-shirt because I was a geek. A geek. Yeah, a geeky writer. And I was excited for the callback. And I literally like put on the outfit and the phone rang. Now, you have really good posture. Oh, thank you. You can't be a geek. You, I think if you go in for a geek, would you slump over a little bit? Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, I, I work with the spine a lot. In my, in my, <laughs> You're a spinal actor. In my career, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, st- I start with the spine. Work, the, yeah, the, work out from there. Right, right. <laughs> you build the character on the, the formation of the spine. Yeah. Who? I was hearing an interview with some actor. He said, oh, I always start with the shoes. My, <laughs> my character's shoes. And then I build from there. And I rolled my eyes. I start with whatever works because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but the, uh, yeah. But, uh, just, okay. Here's the elephant in the room of my psyche. Uh, I, my relationship ended. Oh no! Um, and I was very, mu- I was very much in love, and uh, it it uh, is the same relationship that sent me on a massive downward spiral, mm-hmm. which I shared on air quite mm-hmm. frequently uh, last year. Same woman, um, so that that's definitely at the forefront of my mind. It's it's not what it was last year. I'm doing better. I'm I'm if if we were going to be happy together, then that's what we would be. So let well, us I'm, let us move on. Um, right, but. What, when trying to answer, like, when I, whenever someone's like, how, how are you? Or what have you been up to? My first thought is, fuck. You're in this <laughs> rough period right now, transitioning. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't, you weren't with us last year. Um, uh, I, I was just desperately heartbroken for, for a long time. For a long time. I actually never got over her until she came back into my life looking for a second chance. And, and I, we explored that. And now we, we know what's there. And it's, it's not enough. Um, for either of us to be happy. so I think you really said something very profound when you say, if we were going to be happy together, we would be happy together. Mm-hmm. Just now you said... I, well, I've had a lot of advice over, over the last two years. Uh, <laughs> but uh, someone said to me uh, when I was, last year when I was just... I, I, it was, it was he was awful. riding his bicycle recklessly. Yeah, I crashed and I didn't care. And I was, I just, oh. I was, I was very self-destructive. I, I tore my PCL... Uh, Rock climbing when I shouldn't have been. Uh, I was sharing my bed with people I shouldn't have been. I was just very reckless trying to find some place to heal, some way to heal. And I don't feel that way now. Um, I'm, not, I'm not excited. I'm a little scared for the future. And I, if I think at all about what might be next for me or how I could possibly be vulnerable or trusting of myself or someone else, it sends me down a very dark path. But well, I don't need to worry about that right happily, now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, that's not on your plate right now. You'd, it's fine that you feel that way because you're not, you don't need to do that now. Right. Uh, you I, want, I'm ooh, sorry. Marty's got a technical. Yeah. Um, we have a, a, a caller. Caller? Go, um, what, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi. Uh, second time caller, no time listener, Dan Etheridge calling from Vancouver, British Columbia. 
Dan Etheridge, how are things in British Columbia? Dan Coover. How are things in British Columbia? Uh, we're we're so hanging good. in there. Good. So yeah. good. Uh, we have a. Great. <laughs> oh, everyone's doing well. So tell us about uh, how's the show going. I'm calling to give an update from the set of I Zombie. It's going fantastically. As you might remember, because I was I was vulnerable about it when we spoke about it on the air. I was nervous about coming up here, being away from friends, being away from Nick the dentist. But great cast, great crew. Things are going swimmingly. I miss you guys. Oh, we miss you too. Thank you. You have to meet Giselle. She's a, a new addition to the show. Uh, and she, hey there. Yes. How are you enjoying being on my show? <laughs> oh, you used to have this seat? I uh, couldn't, couldn't understand you, but I'll assume you said thanks so much for being on my show. You're welcome. Uh, she, she said. <laughs> that's close enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure that's what I heard. And how's, how's Dan Coover? Vancouver's great. Like, I understand you all are sweltering there in Los Angeles. It's brutal. It take off 20 degrees and because we're north in Vancouver, so imagine how delightful our uh, summer in the September has been. Okay, we're all imagining right, that right now. I, uh, I don't know. There was I, I finally give a sincere answer about something. I get an awkward pause. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said, you, you said imagine how that must feel, and we were imagining how that must feel because it's so hot here. Entirely my mistake. I apologize. <laughs> See, sorry. I'm already half Canadian. <laughs> uh, have you had some good poutine? I have not yet had poutine, Marty, because I've been hit the diet. As you know, I lost 50 pounds in the spring. I gained about 25 back, and I was determined not to slide further into obesity. Uh, so I'm back on the diet, which means no poutine. That may. Hmm. Uh, well, it's... Uh, the sincere answer is not working for you, Marty, because I can, I can go to <laughs> rampant sarcasm. I'm a big fan. I'm a big, big fan. Everyone's a big fan of your sarcasm, Dan. <laughs> awesome. Sarcasm back in. Flying back in. Uh, yeah, well, you, you actually called in at a very heartfelt moment when Bill was uh, oh. was letting letting his his uh, uh, wounds show. So, uh, so thank you for oh, thank right. you for saving us all from that. I don't want to interrupt that vibe. No, 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 just no, no, no. Go right the, ahead. Interrupt. Let you get back to that vibe. The, the interruption. The interruption is uh, w- welcome. Do you have any good stories from the set? Ooh, suddenly Marty's um, English. Yes, but I can't tell you any. That was not sarcastic. Uh, um, no, it, it actually, things have been going really great, and now I can't really talk about what's going on on set, but things are fantastic. I do want to plug something, Marty. I'm calling in to plug something, and it's not even my own piece of work. Uh, Can I do that? The selfless Dan Etheridge. Yes. Well, this, is a, this is a seamless plug. Play It Again, Dick, the Veronica Mars spin-off web series premieres on TWC today, and it's pretty damn funny. I didn't produce it, didn't have time to, but uh, they did a great job, and it's really funny. Check it out. And where, where does one see this? Uh, that's where my uh, knowledge base gets <laughs> a little fuzzy. Um, but, but it is the CW is launching this thing called CWC, which is their like it's their place for web internet programming, web series. So you can check it out there. And so this Online. is a, this is Ryan Hansen as Dick Casablancas. That's right, and sort of a meta series. Maybe it's it's a little, it's kind of a hybrid. Maybe part Party Down and part Veronica Mars, but it sort of exists in its own comic universe. It's not really a, a pure Veronica Mars spinoff 
per se. Uh, well, that's excellent. Okay. Yeah. So check it out. I think you'll enjoy it, especially you, Marty, who is a member of the Veronica Mars Universe Spermament. Spermament? That's fantastic. What is a spermament? That's wait. You'll find out. Um, all right, Dan. Well, great to hear from you. Uh, we all miss you. With you and Bill, I'm sorry I interrupted your... Uh, no, I'm your so grateful. I'm so grateful. You can find the headspace again. Uh, that's exactly what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, thanks for letting me call in. I will chat with you all later. Okay, bye-bye, Dan. Great call to hear your voice. Anytime. Oh, the lovely Dan Etheridge. And the old uh, speakerphone up to the microphone guy. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's James, how I Somewhere up in Sacramento, James Franco Jr. is rolling his eyes. Um, you know what? Who taught me that? James Franco Jr. <laughs> yes. Oh, James, we miss you. Um, so much. Rob is listening from Sydney, Australia, and he says, suck it, Hong Kong. Yay. Good day, mate. <laughs> we just lost our joke. Listener. Over. <laughs> Oh, that's right. There was a guy named Steve who used to be on the show. I asked him where he was, and he told me to leave him alone. But I found out from Lance Mountain he's in Pittsburgh for some reason. Oh, they shoot a lot in Pittsburgh. It could be production-related. Sydney is a beautiful city. I would love to go. You would really like it down there. It's really pretty. It's on uh, a bay, you know, on the water. Mm -hmm. And... uh, it have a lot of uh, in, inlets and stuff. They have water taxis and uh, mm. what are they called? Uh, ferries. Ferry. And there's one uh, city, town called Manly. Ooh, I want to go. And you take the Manly Ferry. I want to go. I want to ride on the Manly Ferry. <laughs> that, that's an oxymoron. Not, I could not stop saying Manly Ferry. <laughs> <laughs> Where you can eat jumbo shrimp. <laughs> But yeah, it's really beautiful down there, the water, and people, it's nice. Mm. You should go. <laughs> Get me yeah, out of here. Let's go. Yeah. Well, um, uh, thank you for sharing, Bill. That, that's, uh, yeah, and I don't mean to make too much of it. I don't mean to use no, the, no, no, the podcast no, no, no. as an was outlet. Were you guys sharing you know? a house together? Were you living no. together? Okay. No. We, we, marriage and children were discussed on the table, and, I, and we had traveled to get to be with each other's families and things like that. So it was... It was pretty far along. It was right. pretty far along, but uh, it, I, I knew that it wasn't right. I just would I would never have left because that's who I am. So, mm. um, but something somebody said to me at, at, at another time in my life, similar to what you responded to, was, "Well, there there are two kinds of relationships. There's the ones that end, and then there's the ones that don't. So you're either in the relationship that you're in for the rest of your life, or it ends and you're not in that relationship. <laughs> you know, it, it's kind of." Mm-hmm. An oversimplification, but... No, 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 but I think that's a really good way to look at it, you know. Every... What what is it? Dan Savage says, like, every relationship uh, fails until it doesn't. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, Yeah, all right. Well, good. You seem like you're in a much better headspace than last year. It's very different. I'm not excited. You mean, like, hyped up in a a bad way? Uh, I'm, I'm definitely... I need to be very active to try to stay positive because I, I can see. get very lonely and very sad. Not, yeah. not the kind of spiraling I was doing last year. And the kind there, of there, there will be loneliness and sadness. These things will roll through you the mm. way waves roll on top of the ocean. But there's a deeper peace inside you that is still and constant and always, and you can take sanctuary in that place. Even as the rolling is happening mm. and the loneliness and... 
the sadness that will roll through you. It's natural to do it. And, and thank you. And I, that's that inner piece is what I'm trying to get in touch with yeah, increasingly. It's and and I, I, I do believe I could be married and have two kids and be very successful financially. And that loneliness and that sadness will still roll in. Yeah. And oh roll yeah, out. yeah. And I'll still need it. It'll be just as important to be in touch with my own inner peace, regardless of who is in my life and how my time is occupied. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but thank you. You're welcome. It's hearing that reminds reminds me that it's true. Oh, it's always there. Always. Your sanctuary is within you always. Mm. That's the nugget from today's show. You said nugget. <laughs> Speaking of which, poutine, that sounded really bad. Oh, it's like delicious. A bad I thought it was hilarious. No, I, I totally like thought you were word. talking about lady parts. Yeah, I thought so too. Lady parts or, or uh, human waste. Um, <laughs> I'm sure I know that Chris Brown poutine. knows what oh, poutine. poutine is. Uh, he's our listener in Saskatoon. I'm going to have some poutine. That's how you feel when you eat it. I, I was in Vancouver in June. Yeah, you guys just you guys have your fun. <laughs> Total you, you know what you know what poutine is, don't you? No. Is it like scrapple? Yeah, it's. It's uh, potatoes, French fries, right? French, mm-hmm. fr- French fries. That's right, yeah, yeah. And With then they put big sauce on it or gravy or mm-hmm. chunks of meat or cheese or something. Cheese curds, yeah. Cheese curds. That's another word. Yeah. <laughs> we're, and we're back. We're back to lady parts and bowel movements. <laughs> your, your lady parts we are got, filled with curds. Co- come look at my poutine curds. <laughs> <laughs> um. Dan says that he has dozens of loonies and toonies in his ashtray. Or as they say, doozies. All right. Uh, okay. So there was a, um, a woman who... Well, okay, the police were called in over the weekend uh, in Studio City, which is just a few miles away from here. And uh, somebody had registered a complaint saying that, um, that there was a, uh, an, a black... Uh, oh, thank you for going into this, because I've, I've heard different things about it, and I, yeah. I want to hear, I well, want to hear actually, Marty's definitive take. Well, it's, no, it's, it's just up for discussion. Uh, it was a black and white uh, couple, and they were engaged having sex in a car. And, yeah! yeah! Yes, uh, her poutine was getting explored with curds. Um, and so the police came, and they said that they, they approached this couple, and they said, well, you know, we heard that there was a black and white uh, couple that was engaging in sex. We just... You know, they started questioning them and asked for IDs. Wait, was it a a black man and a white woman? No, it was a white man and a black woman. Okay. And then the woman refused to give her ID, so they they continued to question her, and they handcuffed her. Yeah. And so she... um, I mean, I suppose that is breaking some sort of law, lewd lewd behavior in public. There's got to be some sort of ordinance. And so they wrote... This uh, couple, they wrote on... um, Facebook about this this uh, incident, and then they, you know they were ultimately released. And um, they're a married couple. He's a celebrity chef named Brian Lucas, and oh, good she's, for them for being married and still getting it on in a car. Well, see, that's what's so that's weird. Fantastic. That, that's who who married has like makes out in a car. I pray to God that if I if and when I get married, that in our relationship we're still getting hot and heavy in a car. That'd be fantastic. That's the dream. Yeah. See, that's what r- rang untrue to me. It's like who, like, what married couple do you know is gonna like just get I, hot and heavy? Why get car? married if if your days of boning in a car are over? What's the point then? If you're married out there in the listenership and you bone down in a car, let us know. 
I want to hear from the person who called it in. When I come upon somebody doing that, I just look the other way. I just way. get jealous. You get jealous? Yeah. Do you set up a camp chair and watch? <laughs> get some popcorn, so, um, little hibachi grill. This woman, uh, <laughs> so the some, husband. Take some notes. Oh, I guess it was her boyfriend. Good um, move, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was wrong. They're, they're just boyfriend and girlfriend. So they, can, oh. they probably can get it Too on Too soon, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> sorry, Bill. I want everybody to be happy. Uh, Danielle, I want everybody to be getting down in a car right now. So the woman was Danielle. Is Danielle Watts? She's an actress who was in Django Unchained, um, and uh, they complained on Facebook that they were treated like um, a couple engaged in prostitution. Um, ah, see, I asked if it was a black man and a white woman because I thought someone was calling it in because they were racially profiling a rape. Um, no, they were racially profiling. Well, the. Assumption is that the the person who called it in was racially profiling her uh, because she was black. And oh, okay, that's a huge assumption. Uh, well, that's they the, could just be a prude. But that's what they that's or what, they could have kids, and they're like, oh, my kids can see these people boning. Yeah. So the 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 couple complained that they were treated that way because they were mm-hmm. a mixed couple yeah. have, making out in a car, and and that the they complained that the police treated them that way. And the assumption was that it was prostitution because it was mixed race. Yeah, that's what the that's what they they were saying that they were profiled. Okay. And um, the uh, police sergeant who responded to the call, Jim Parker, he said that thought never crossed his mind, and. Um, and he only mentioned that, like, as he approached, that they were black and white because that was the description that he was given. Right. You know? So that's how he knew it was them because that was he was going. There were the other cars with same race couples boning away, but he had to he had to differentiate <laughs> exactly. so that he could do his job. He had to answer the call. It, it was Bone Alley that they were right. that they were found in. Um, and then, oh, go, go ahead. no, 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 you go ahead. Okay, well. Um, <laughs> the crazy thing, if you know the the audio recording was released uh, and you can listen to it online. Uh, I'm not going to play it here because I have to find all the different spots. But she talks about like she wouldn't give her name, and then she talked about like uh, having a publicist and to talk to her publicist, which is such an LA actress mm. thing to be to say. And um, and then she says, "Do you know how many times I've been called? The, the cops have been called uh, just for being black." Just because we're black and he's white, I'm just being really honest, sir. And he said, well, who brought up, the officer said, who brought up the race card? And she said, I'm bringing it up. And he, he said, I, I said nothing about you being black. And, and, and it's true. If you listen to it, he's like mm-hmm. calm through the whole thing. And he's just trying to do his job. I don't know if they needed to handcuff her. And like, I guess she got nicked on the, her wrist. And they took mm-hmm. a, a fo- photograph of that, saying it was brutal. Here we go, brutal. Yeah. So it brings up this thing of, um, and you know, as a minority, you shouldn't have to be responsible, but these issues are really uh, sensitive. And I'm sure that people are, uh, and especially in the wake of what happened in in, uh, St. Louis. In uh, Ferguson. Did you hear about Dayton, Ohio? No, what happened in Dayton? A young man, 22. His name was John Crawford III. He was in a Walmart. He was on the cell phone with his, uh, the mother of his children or his girlfriend, actually. I don't know their marital status. And he picked up a rifle, a BB rifle that they sell at Walmart. Mm. And he was walking through the store with it. And 
Somebody called the police. Mm-hmm. I heard a little bit. They play on the radio the 911 call, and the caller say, there's a guy in here in the Walmart, and he's holding a gun, and he's pointing it at people. And they say, give a description. And they say, the guy say, oh, he's a black guy, and he's about six feet tall. The cops come. One thing happened. I don't know what happened, but John Crawford III ended up being shot and killed. Mm-hmm. And it's a big deal they have not released their footage in store footage uh of but the attorney for the family say no he was not pointing the rifle at anybody and And it was a bb rifle yeah it was a bb which is non-fatal non-deadly yeah even if loaded which it wouldn't have been if it was just pulled off the shell that's right and And, and i still go back to why why aren't police trained to shoot, not to kill. And, right. A, or, and they say the police say they, Shoulder, knee. Well, how hard is that? The police say that they called out to him twice to say, hey, put it down, you know, stop what you're doing, and that he did not respond, so they shot him. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole big mess. We have to do something about race relations and... and have, we're not having the right conversations. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Got, it's gotten worse in my it's lifetime. It's gotten worse. Absolutely. And, and it seemed like the stakes are higher. Now people are calling things in and people are getting arrested and shot at and killed all from the drop of a hat. I will say I have seen the paranoia increase greatly in the wake of 9-11, and I wonder just how successful those attacks were in terms of disrupting our, disrupting our, 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 our lives and our society, culture, yeah, our, yeah. our psyche. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, having listened to the the audio bits from this this uh, call in studio city with the the couple, the interracial couple, like I don't think that the police did. They were, were acting in an aggressive or you know manner. They were called by somebody, so mm-hmm. they it's their duty to investigate. Right. They ha- they have to show up. Yeah, and so uh, Darren says that they were married, but then they were only kissing, well, which is really disappointing. But actually, we. T- that's that's just hearsay. We don't know what exactly what was happening because, uh, yeah, the the cops said that you know he uh, that they that they were called because two people were having sex in the car. The couple says that they were just making out. So who knows what what is which is the truth? The only person I want to hear from is the person who called in. Yeah, exactly. The who called it in? Yeah. What were they thinking? What was the problem? Mind your own fucking. Business. What was their What was their beef? Was their beef that? It's the middle of the day and there are children around. Like, did they have an, any kind of actual beef or is it just, well, I'm not having sex, so I'm going to stop them from having sex. Right. Or I don't want, yeah. Or was it racially motivated? Right. Well, Tyson's, or did she just fucking hate Django Unchained? And she was like, fuck this bitch. I'm going to take her down. Tyson, who is married, um, yeah. uh, he said that regarding car sex with his wife, he says, I'm taking the fifth. That's very exciting to hear. Oh. I'm hoping that taking the fifth is a is sexual it, position. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh wait! Shoot, I'm really slow on the the, the soundboard here. No, it's way too late. <sighs> um, it's, no, it's dead. Um, don't, don't insult our listeners. Well, I do every time. The belated cue. Yeah. Hmm. Now it, it just makes me want to do a belated cue. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, what were your thoughts about it? That when you when you heard about that, well, you said you wanted me to bring it up. This is a headline that I've seen bopping around and changing as more and more has come out. But it's not something that I've followed. That's why I wanted to hear it here. Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I, it was purely out of curiosity. <laughs> I, I mean, this whole incident could have been diffused if she just gave her license and said, mm-hmm. and the, he would have looked it up and he would have, the police would have been on their way. But the, the, this, 
this may tie into the incident in Dayton, uh, and I'm, obviously I'm speaking of something I know nothing about as as a white a middle class dude, but obviously any black person in America has a history of some sort of harassment from oh, from authority. So absolutely, she would be less inclined to be cooperative right. because I'm not saying she's got a chip on her shoulder and she's bringing her black attitude to the tip, you know. But you're you're frustrated, you're tired of it, so you're you're less inclined to participate to to, and- to to be. To defer to a cop, to, and to participate. And she's within her rights to not give her right uh, her idea. And I'm wondering if the the, the man in Dayton, you know, if, if they're like, put the gun down, and he's like, you fucking kidding me? I pulled this off the shelf. It's a BB gun. So his first instinct isn't yes sir, yes sir. I will do. You know, and yeah. and, and because they didn't get the reaction that they wanted, that that deferential um, reaction that they wanted, it escalated. And when it escalated, is even more go fuck yourself. Yeah. Why am I always treated like this? And then he gets shot. She gets coughed. I have no idea. I'm just and and yeah, and that if either if both no, of those scenarios are true, right. it doesn't it doesn't identify blame or help. It doesn't but, solve anything. But I'm what just curious. Would help? We we cannot speak of it. You and I right, exactly. are white. Marty, you're Chinese. None of us is well, black. I am. Um, are you sure you're not Korean? I'll check. Okay. He knows about Korean food. He's taken me to a restaurant, and mm. he knew what to pick. This because I eat a lot. Take take me there, yeah, Marty. Take me that's there. That's right. It's a foodie thing. Um, uh, but but none of us is black, so I I exactly. always feel awkward talking about these things because I don't know. Yeah, I right. Say. And I I meant uh, if I didn't, I meant to preface my statements with that. But no, no, you did. You oh, okay, good. Yeah, good. But I, what do you think would help? What would help the situation? I think this, knowing this, like that this. We're talking about it, so that's a good thing, and people are talking about it in the media. Uh, so if we have more listeners uh, <laughs> at smartcast dot com slash sar Tuesday morning morning show than the near to smartcast com. Listen, that would <laughs> tell your for friends the, for the sake of race relations. Listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that was an early cue, ladies and gentlemen. It's the top of the hour. Listen to the Smart Ghost Morning Show on the Smartcast Internet Radio Network. Smarty's flipping the table on us, flipping the script. Yeah, I just I'm like clockwork. I, whether you're there or not, I'm, it's, <laughs> it was top of the hour. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know how much responsibility uh, like people uh, who are not who are minorities in, or who are the oppressed in any situation have like. To shoot, I was going to bring this Martin Luther King quote up. Like he great this great speech about just how um, passive action is is incredibly powerful, and uh, it's a great speech. Uh, maybe someone can look it up and let us know. But um, and there's a, a certainly that's how, how Gandhi mm-hmm. had change, and I and I think that also worked for the civil rights movement. And I think we need to to I don't know if we're at a crisis point where we need like big, huge protests, but certainly talking about it is a good thing. And I, I don't think she, uh, what made me roll my eyes about this particular thing with this actress is that she brought up her publicist and she got very weepy and it just made me think, I hate actors. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the race at all. It was just like, Oh, fucking LA actors. Like, um, and that's probably worried for a career. She didn't want the bad press. Oh, well, she's getting ton, tons of press now. So, mm. and I don't think it's bad press. But mm. um, can I change the subject? Please, completely? absolutely. I really am happy that the style of a lot of young men these days is longer hair and beards. 
because I see a lot of young men who look like the classic image of Jesus. Hmm. And I'm not, uh, you know, I don't personally have a close relationship with Jesus, but... It's Would you like to have a close relationship no, with Jesus? Because, because you happen to have a I, pamphlet. I have a pamphlet. <laughs> Would know, you like I, to make out with Jesus in a car? I ran into <laughs> a, a, a gentleman in the grocery store, and we get to talking, and he was saying he's out of prison, and he's been sober for a year and a half, and he's getting his life together, and he goes to Victory Outreach, this church, and would I like to come, and he's telling me all about it. And I used to just listen politely, I don't want to go to Victory Outreach, but I would just listen politely and stand there in the produce aisle for a half an hour. But this time, I said, I don't want to do that. But at the same time, I don't want to be rude to this guy. But I, I was proud of myself because I just said, oh, hold on, let me stop you. That's not for me, but I'm really happy for you. And so we wrapped it up quickly. So, oh. but, so uh, but smart. As I was on the way over here, I saw a, a Jesus uh, jogging. And I thought, yeah, that's, that's nice to just see more Jesuses around town because everybody have a beard and the long hair. Uh, yeah, this is a sort of a, a more hipstery neighborhood. There was a, a joke uh, I heard this morning that uh, I live right next to Highland Park, you know, where a lot of Jesus people. If any, anybody listens to uh, uh, Yeah Dude, um, Jonathan um, La Roquette, he lives in Highland Park and he has long hair and a beard. It's a, he's a Jesus. He's a, he's a Jesus. And Is that John LaRoquette's kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a very funny podcast, by the oh, way. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the joke I heard on the radio was, it's so hot that the hipsters in Highland Park are shaving off their beards. <laughs> uh, you know, it's you have to live here to really appreciate that yeah. hilarious joke. Um, I envy that access to inner peace that you seem to have at all times. That somebody could come up to you and instead of getting flustered or giving more than you want to give, something that you would regret after the fact and be frustrated by and you know want that time back, you just had access to exactly not only what to do in that situation, but how you actually felt. Because of course you were happy for him. And of course you're happy for, for his, his uh, redemption and his happiness. Oh, yeah. And of course, you don't want to go to his fucking church. Yeah, who wants but, to hang out with a bunch of fucking Mexicans reading all this bullshit about Jesus? They're actually very <laughs> I'm interesting. Kidding, I'm kidding. I know nothing about but the yeah. church. But you just had you 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 had access to that, um, and you didn't let all of the other things that could cloud that—the frustration, the stress, the the need to please—you didn't let any of that cloud you in that moment. See, I you just had I access. I can't help to it. it. Like I was walking on the on a six-hour walk, and I walked by. The uh, what, what is it? Uh, uh, the the lighthouse. What's that church? Oh, uh, a uh, church. Just say a church. Yeah. Well, no, I want to call them out. But anyhow, this <laughs> woman, this woman had this like little. I want to spread bad press about them. Yeah, she was had a little stand out in front of the church, and she, you know, she was sitting there, and she engaged me, and and I sort of said, oh, and, you know, I'm an atheist, and then I was just fascinated, you know, and I. We just got into this long discussion for like twenty minutes about why she believed it and why I I didn't believe in in Jesus. Well, that as sounds the, like an enjoyable. That's oh, no, it was very enjoyable. Yeah, 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 yeah. To sit and so, have a conversation. And I'm yeah, and it was very respectful. And and uh, but I'm I'm just always fascinated why why people believe these things, you know. But obviously, this guy was is different because for him it was a way to redeem uh, to a, a healthier lifestyle. Yeah, you know? yeah, he was. He was really excited, and he was a nice guy. Um, but thank you, Bill. I it come from practice, mm. and 
and and i enjoy the challenge of thinking about and learning how to and practicing phrasing things phrasing my own truth mm-hmm. my own truth sounds <laughs> so pretentious but phrasing it in a way that don't uh, put anybody else down right. to still make my boundary in a safe mm-hmm. way but allow people to have their own happiness and and peace right. about it no. so it's an interesting challenge for me i like That. When you say it comes from practice, and by all means, you do not have to answer this question. When you say it comes from practice, what kind? Do you mean meditation, meditative practice? Uh, oh, don't, don't answer. Or, or don't answer. Ti- or just time and, you're and within concentrating your rights on that. To not answer. Uh, 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 all of those things. I I have a. Um, I think about that idea of the inner sanctuary, and I've become less attached to having to put my own point of view out and make sure everybody know my opinion. I like this and I hate that. Well, then and why are you on a it. why are you on a podcast? I know that's it's the it's the funniest thing because <laughs> we're corrupting your your, your peaceful soul. I was soul. on my way over here and I was thinking, you know, I don't I usually don't have things to say. I don't talk that much, <laughs> but oh, and also just practicing like a habit, like practicing mm-hmm. the piano. Like how can I phrase this in a way that uh, maintain the peace and is truthful? Oh, here's a good one. A lot of times I go see shows or plays or just when somebody shows me whatever art they have mm-hmm. made and I might have an opinion about it that it's not very good. I'm very judgmental, so I actually often have that opinion. This is not very good. But, you know, this play you was in, wow, it's not very good and you was not very good. But I don't want to say that because they're my friends. Well, you know what Dan says? So I practice. Dan says... Fun, fun. When, okay. <laughs> fun, fun. That's funny. Yes. But so I think about how can I be supportive of someone else's journey and still maintain the integrity of my journey. Right. It's an interesting game to uh, me. The lighting in the show, amazing. Oh, you, you did it. You did it. That's Look always at my strategy. all those lines you memorized. <laughs> My strategy is to pick the one thing that I can honestly say I really enjoy. That's a great strategy. Just yeah. Go, hey, dude, this. Okay, see ya. You know, just like say the one thing and then out. I often say things like, "I'm so proud of you." Nice. Uh, uh, it was so great to see you up there doing what you love, or mm-hmm. just it was so great to see you up there because it was mm-hmm. great to see you up there doing what you love. Right. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, uh, okay. Tyson tweeted in, check out episode 94 of Succotash when you have the time. Succotash.libsyn.com. I have no idea what that is, but... Um, a podcast of some description, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, but Also, Darren did find a Martin Luther King quote. Do you want to read it, it for us? Uh, he who passively accepts evil is as much involved in it as he who helps to perpetrate it. Ah, That's it? Knows, okay, that implicates all of us now. Absolutely, well, sure does. But that's you, the three of us, right? Passive here. acceptance. But are yeah. we passively accepting evil? I do. When? I don't do anything about it. Well, hmm. What have I done to help Ferguson, help race relations? I don't think I've done anything. I was too busy looking at Jennifer Lawrence naked. Can you send me that link, by the way? No, I, poor Jennifer I mean, Lawrence. I feel bad, but I'm not helping. 
I, you know what? I think by 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 living a good life and engaging with the, the people around you in an accepting way, like you did with with you know Junkie Jesus, um, I think that's a that's a good thing to do. And Work, that's, working to live an honest life, and that's what not, you said about your, your own truth. My teacher said something about being a non-anxious presence, and I thought, yes, that is something I can aspire to be, if at least I can bring an air of peace and compassion and uh, acceptance, then maybe that that can spread out to the people that I'm in contact with and they will feel more peaceful and accepting and compassionate. What, what kind of teacher and are they accepting new students? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I really like the work of Are you Catherine. masturbating? No, I'm <laughs> jiggling my legs back and forth because I'm hungry and have caffeine in my system. Oh, I see. Hey, I have some chicken and beans that I made. It's delicious. Oh. It's it yummy. Night. There's a little allspice in there. Thank you. Um, yeah. Uh, but the teacher that I really like, her name is Catherine Ingram, and her website is dharmadialogues.com. D-H-A-R-M-A Dialogues. Dot com. Catherine Ingram. So, uh, if anybody has a plug that they want to just tweet in, will we will we we plug everything today? I love plugging. today is super plug day. Um, I have more plugs in me than a curd filled poutine. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you mind if I change the subject? No, go ahead. All right, we're gonna dip into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my hands in that mail sack. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was great. Uh, JJ Tentio writes in and says, Hey, Marty, uh, a few weeks ago you mentioned Queen's epic performance at Live Aid. You must, you must listen to Innuendo, Freddie's last album. Uh, he was sick when he recorded it, and it is extremely refl- reflective, heart-wrenching, and triumphant at the same time. A must-listen for Queen fans. Love the show, even when that slacker Kruger isn't there. Fuck Kruger. Um, yeah, I, I, I will listen to that. I'm very interested. Do you, do you guys uh, l- use Radio Gaga? Radio Gaga. Okay. <laughs> That's the weirdest song in the world. And I, I fucking love it. It's, it's terrible. A, it's a terrible song, it's but a I terrible song that I love. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they did that in Live Aid. Uh, do you guys use Spotify at all? You guys, in, um, no. I just want to give a plug I, I to Spotify. A what no. is it? It's a radio. Uh, it's a music listening program that you pay a subscription and you have access to millions and millions of. Is songs. it different? <clears throat> is it different than Pandora? Yeah, because you have you get to listen to what you want. You, oh, yeah. Um, I'm thinking about trying it, and then I could listen to. So then I could listen to Freddie Mercury's last album and not. Uh, have to buy it outright because it would just be in the Spotify library, you know. Oh, yeah. So it's. I, I have used it. Um, I don't have the pay account, so I get ads. Oh, I see. On mine, and there's a login, and I can never remember what the fuck. Oh, it sounds so hard. Fuck, it was good. If you do buy a membership to Spotify, is it one of those things where they're tracking your usage and they know what you like? I'm sure. I mean, that, yeah, no, that ain't no such data, thing as a free lunch online. Data mining. Yeah. It's scary to me. I'm, I have, I'm excited that somebody's interested in me. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. Your closest relationship uh, I'm not alone is in with this world. the Spotify algorithm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, look, I got a targeted ad. 
they do care. <laughs> um, and by the way, Hyper Canadian says, Giselle is killing it this morning. Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's really nice. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Darren doesn't want you to worry about Jennifer Lawrence. She's doing just fine. Rumor is she's dating Chris Martin. Who's dead? Those He's the guy that everybody tells me I look like, to the extent of my having been asked for his autograph. Can you bring up a picture of him so we can look at him? He's the lead singer of Coldplay. He was married to uh, that horrible woman that everybody hates. The um, blonde lady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apple? Yeah. The no, uh, Moses is, Fiona. Uh, no, Gwyneth. Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, yeah, everybody turned against Gwyneth Paltrow. And, and uh, she's she's a fine actress, and she's I, I have nothing oh, against yeah, her. Oh yeah, this you do look like him. Yeah, some kid. I told you that the story in the air. I think some kid uh, tried, like cornered me in a Thai restaurant with a CD because he wanted me to help him out. I was like, dude, what the fuck do you think I'm doing at a Thai restaurant? Why are you putting? Why are you having a bad American accent, Chris Martin? I know exactly. <laughs> Is he British? Yeah. Yeah. Is Coldplay terrible? A, yes. A laughing stock? No, they are to me. Well, I'm, I think it's the wimpiest music you and can. And then make. what's the other one that is a laughing stock? Not Three Doors Down. Uh, Nickelback. Nickelback. Yeah, that and, is a true laughing stock. Uh, why uh, are they a laughing stock? You know, it just becomes an easy, easy punchline. They're talented. I've, I've certainly used them as what, a punchline. What is one of their songs? I have no idea. Hmm. What do people think of Eddie Vedder these days? Um, they have their own. Serious. I never uh, thought channel. much of him. I always thought they were so put on. Yeah. It seemed really fake. But as an artist, I think they have a lot of integrity. And I was they were trying to fight against Ticketmaster n- surcharges. No, no, Pearl Jam. Pearl no, Jam. Nickelback are utterly free of integrity. <laughs> Unburdened. Yes. By, <laughs> by integrity. Oh, that must be so nice to have no integrity. <laughs> just, um, Unshackled. Uh, but no, I, I n- nothing against them, but it, it, they are just an easy laugh line because their music is so, uh, what, what I've heard of it is seems so generic and lacking in integrity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Coldplay have their fans, and there was a time when they had a sort of slightly indie sound. They came, they came out when... Travis and Radiohead were big, and they, they fe- always felt to me like a, a carbon copy of those bands whom I never particularly loved. I, I can't say I hate them, but I was never a fan of and never sought their albums. Uh, and they were, they were, but they were around. I was living in Ireland at the time, and they were, these are UK bands, so they were very successful. And roommates had the album, so I never needed to be any more exposed to it than I already was. And Coldplay just seemed to be the wimpier version it's of like, that, and they got wimpier and wimpier as they like went along. Music that girls would buy. So you know? now, when Jennifer Lawrence dating Chris Martin, I wonder if she think I'm de- I'm getting Gwyneth Paltrow's sloppy seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Does she think that? I'm sharing curds with Gwyneth. <laughs> yeah. Are they Eskimo sisters? <laughs> Is that the term? Eskimo sisters? I, I don't know. It's but what did they say? That, like, oh, I should not say it. That has got to be a racist term, Eskimo sisters. That's terrible. Well, I like their first album, but then they <laughs> they lost it when they I did don't that. Know enough about the Eskimo culture to know how offensive that is. By the way, I, I think it I, has to be probably very very offensive. I owe JJ an apology. It's Tantillo. It's an Italian name, and I was using the Spanish pronunciation. I should have known. Tantillo. Tantillo. No, Tantillo. 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 No, Tantillo. <laughs> Tantillo. Uh, Travis writes in, as a regular listener, jo- listener to Joe Rogan, listener. he has stated many times he does not take psychedelics in his deprivation tank. 
Sam from the uh, Sam from the Sam and Ming podcast take photos of uh, takes photos of weeping angels. We we talked about that weeping angel oh, statue yeah. at cemeteries, and she um, posts them on inter- Instagram. Uh, by the way, I if you listen, I, I actually went through and I was um, a bunch of interviews. Joey Rogan has said that he has done psychedelics in his. Uh, deprivation tank. So, but he might not do that now. And he, I think he, he talks about how you can achieve a similar uh, state of of mental state in without those drugs. But he certainly has in the past. Um, uh, so there you go. Um, I would love to try the sensory deprivation tank. Have you ever tried those? No, I haven't. It was. It was. I thought it was a nice addition to the Daredevil mythology when uh, they had Ben Affleck yeah. one in the film. Yeah, that's right. Um, because it would make sense that somebody with hyper um, senses. senses would need a sensory deprivation tank to yeah. sleep. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I loved, uh, oh shit. What was the seventies altered states? Yes. That was, um, great film. It's a, it's an insane film. So the, the story great film. from that is that it was, uh, Patty Chayefsky, Chayefsky is a famous screenwriter. He wrote the hospital and apparently, uh, altered states was part of like a trilogy of, where it was a hospital in altered states, and I don't know if there was a third one or not. But, and the rumor that I heard could be completely wrong uh, is that the Paddy Chavsky had a, a thing where he, um, who, who was it that directed it? Um, uh, shoot. Well, anyhow, he um, he couldn't change a word of dialogue, but apparently he did all sorts of crazy stuff with uh, with the psychedelics and ah. yeah. So, so he he he. he Ken Russell. Visuals. Ken Russell, yeah. He used visuals in yeah. ways that Petachevsky wasn't expecting to yeah. get as a workaround to yeah. changing the tone. Could be totally wrong, but that's the story I heard, and I'm sticking by it. But he, was it William Hurt? William Hurt, yeah. He, he uh, drinks a, a liquefied mushroom psychedelic uh, concoction, goes in a sen- sensory deprivation tank, and reverts to... A, like devolves. A, it devolves to a Cro-Magnon man. And like it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, it's really cool. I've always thought William Hurt was pretty close to Cro-Magnon Man to begin with. <laughs> Just one after the other. Wasn't a big leap. Killing it today. <laughs> uh, but in the end, if I remember correctly, in the end, it was sort of a love is all you need. 70s vibe. Isn't that right? I, I don't remember. I, I saw it so long ago. They're like fritzing out and smashing against walls and they save each other just by recognizing that they're in love or something like that. Mm. That could have been me projecting. And I believe it was 1980, was it? When it was made? Anyhow. Oh, it feels super 70s. Um, Lillian Watson writes in, uh, Good morning, Merps. I tweeted in two weeks ago, sending Bill into a state of dismay due, due to my mother not naming me after Spider-Man's girlfriend, Mary Jane. I was wondering if any... I was wondering if any of you watched Comic Book Men since you shared um, this morning show slot with two of the show's stars. Thank you for waking up and entertaining us each Tuesday. Hashtag boof. Boof. Um, I love Lillian Jane Watson. I do not watch Comic Book Men, but I have read over 250 issues of comic books since downloading the Marvel Unlimited app. Wow. About 150 of them being Daredevil related. (laughs) Uh, have you read um, the, the Hawkeye? Yes, Matt Fraction's Matt Hawkeye. Fractions, yeah, it's, it's absolute blast. It's really great, and absolute it, blast. It reminds me of the old uh, 
Daredevils, like from the the Frank Miller ones. Mm, you know? Does it? It's well, just like the art is very Spartan. The art is, yeah. It's he, it, it, it took he, me a while to get into it. He's a bit of a wreck. Um, he makes a lot of mistakes, but uh, I, he doesn't have Daredevil's sort of darkness. I mean, he, he has he has a much more human, much more relatable right darkness. Like he, he makes the kind of mistakes that, that I make. Right. Whereas it, Daredevil has this. Sort of like natural born being dragged into hell. Right. How are you going to overcome? Hawkeye is much funnier, um, but, yes. it, but it does have that that sort of human quality that humanizes the the, uh, the superhero myth. Yeah, know? yeah, and it absolutely feels like anything could happen at any time. There was an issue told from the point of view of his dog. Um, it's just it's just ad- adventurous storytelling doesn't always work, but you're always glad they took the risk. Yeah. Um, I have not watched Comic Book Men. Uh, do if you guys watch it and recommend it, let us know. Um, and but we certainly support our East Coast. Wait, no, no you, fuck the East Coast. Yeah, see, I, that's what I wanted. Yeah, so the, it's, a, it's a tough love. We give it tough love. <laughs> there you go. Um, have you ever read comic books? Uh, not really. No, no. Any sort of graphic storytelling? Um, no, not really. Moving on. <laughs> I'm useless in this regard. But uh, have you ever been to Comic Con? Uh, no, Bill has. I went. Yeah, I've been twice. Yeah. Went, did you Did you uh, dress up? Did you do cosplay? I did not. He was um, there for work. Yeah, I was there because I had a video game that was being released. Ah, oh, and so what did you do there? I drank a lot, hung out in a hot tub, and hooked up. No, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Show off. Oh, the, hooked up in a hot tub? No, that would have been great. Oh, took the hot tub. But uh, the, were you there to announce the vid? Did you work a booth? Or? Uh, sadly, I, I, I at one point I was going to be brought down for a panel. Um, that ended up not happening. I had to go down sort of through my own connections and my own accord. I think I told the story on the podcast. And I had to, there was a booth for the game that I had. And there were these 20-foot high photos of me or you know prints of my character, which looks like me. And uh, my face is the cover of the game and all this stuff. And You've had a lot of big faces of you. Yes, oh, I have. Do really you cool. own any of them? You should say, uh, hey, can I have that? I asked for, I, the at the wrap party for the video game, I asked for some of the posters and they were all taken. And no one would let me have one. And I also didn't get paid for my face being on the game, which was really frustrating. Um, and then at Comic-Con, I had to stand in line to get a poster of myself. Oh, signed, actually, autographed by somebody else. That's actually kind of sad. It was really, I, I you was just, really you upset. You that nobody recognized you. Yeah. Although one of the animators was in line, did recognize me, and I got to cut in line. But still, it was, it was not as fun as I thought it was going to be. I, I went down yeah. for the slight, and then I felt really egotistical. Like I went, you should kind of, kind of same you thing should that happened. Egotistical, kind of the same it. thing that happened when I went to the Yaver Brewery in the face of a German beer Yaver, and no one cared. You're the face of a German beer. Yeah, and no one cared. Like Why no one not would. I drunk this beer before. <laughs> no one would talk to me. No one cared. I didn't meet anybody. You know, I went out dancing in Hamburg, where my poster was all around. No one gave a I'm shit. I'm from Hamburg. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, I was in the Zilbazaga, and no one yeah. gave a shit. Um, and then I felt really egotistical for like, I'm going to go to the Yaver Brewery and everyone's going to like think I'm hot shit and no one would talk to me. And then I was like, I'll go to Comic-Con because I got this video game you, and what? like no Maybe one wanted to talk to me. they didn't recognize you. You have to hold a bottle of the beer <laughs> right next to your face while you rock, walk around town. I, I think what happened is people recognized me and couldn't care less. 
Oh. I think that's what happened. At Comic-Con, no one recognized me, for sure. Because right. the game, you know, there's too much of a disconnect from the, the animated version of myself. And because I wasn't on a panel, so people didn't see see me associated with it. I was just oh, another yeah. dude walking around in a sea But isn't of that kind of cool that, that as, like, in... Germany people just were like, oh, there's that guy. I respect them for not caring, but I would have had more fun if they did. Yeah. <laughs> but enough. and then I felt, I felt like genuinely so if you could- shallow for like, I, I went somewhere to be treated a certain way uh, yeah. and it didn't, it didn't happen. And then I, then it just made me feel like, God, I'm a terrible person. Oh. No, maybe Jaeger, Jaeger sucks. Maybe they No, hate I like it. Uh, it's very clean. It's very crisp Pilsner beer. I, I, I quite like it. <laughs> Vidas Lan, so does you. If you Free could be, Shant. I like the idea of being the face of a product in another country. I, what would you do, Marty? I, see, I would want it to be, to be like a, a huge like pop star in Asia. So then when you go there, like everyone just freaks out and they're chasing you. And then when you come back here and you're nobody, that would be really fun. To be nobody here? Yeah, to be nobody here. Well, you've then... got that part covered. <laughs> yep, I'm halfway there. I'm halfway to realizing my dream. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> And how about you, Bill? What product would you like to be in another country? Uh, I he already is. Though. I already am. Well, you um, here. I do. I do like being associated with alcohol because I like drinking alcohol, <laughs> yeah. and alcohol is associated with good times. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, maybe a, maybe a high end. There's some Japanese whiskeys I really like. Suntory. Yeah, and if I were if I were like the Japanese whiskey guy, and then I could go to Tokyo and drink really nice whiskey. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. I want to go back to Japan so bad. My friend uh, Henry, who was uh, been on the show once, he is a, was a spokesperson for um, a Japanese beer, or, or not a spokesperson, but they they had they found like four white guys who looked like a Japanese group, you know. So they they matched them up, and so then they got to shoot all these beer commercials in Japan and New Zealand, and that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, like New Zealand is awesome. Uh, Drake Bailey writes in, and he's our friend from our Arkansian friend, Arkansian, or Arkansasian. Ar- Ar- you say Arkansian, Our friend right? from Arkansas, and that skirt go. the whole issue. Oh, but I like to, I like to, I like, I don't like skirting issues. I like pantsing them. Uh, hi, Murps. I just wanted to give you an update on things. My long distance girlfriend and I are doing fine. She lives in Texas. Uh, it's been a little over three months now. It gets lonely, but we are powering through it. If you recall, um, not long ago, uh, I told you guys I volunteered to dress up as a superhero at my local video game and comic book store on free comic book day to send autographs for kids. He, he went as Green Lantern. Um, uh, well, I have always wanted to work for that store. I finally got a job there because I volunteered so much. It's a job I've always wanted. Um, the coworkers are awesome. It's a, an overall good experience. It gives me more of an appreciation for the movie Clerks now, also. Uh, which brings me to my question for you guys. Uh, really, hap- uh, What are you guys really happy about that's going on in your lives? Uh, I hope you, all, uh, you can all think this of something. This is a good test for me. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys, are, guys and girls are doing great. Um, what am I happy about that's going on in my life? Um... First, just quickly thank you so much to Tyson. He tweeted the picture of Bill as the beer guy, and it's really great. <laughs> you look terrific. You look thank like you. a sailor who don't even care that his ship is wrecked. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's me. That's what you're happy about, right? Yep, that's what I'm going for. Wait, have you always been wearing a, an earring? 
Uh, I've had a, I got a pierce in Ireland in the 90s. But I haven't seen you with an earring before. Uh, I usually... I don't wear it for auditions or anything like that. It's not, it's not a look that I think mm. anyone wants to see, you know, commercially. But, no, no, it's not a look anyone wants to see. But I like it. No, no. It's kind of like got a pirate thing. Yeah, you, you know, look It's a even, double piercing with a hoop. You look even more like Chris Martin. Oh, brother. <laughs> uh, I want you guys to go first, but I, want, I am going to an- answer, answer this question honestly because it's exactly what I need to be doing right now. But I'm going to let you guys go first. What was the question? What are you happy about? Oh, uh, I struggle with negative thoughts and depression exactly. a lot. I do. Uh, but I'm really happy. It's going to be so boring. I'm really happy about the yoga that I'm doing because it's really fascinating to me, uh, the anatomy of musculature and how to stretch this muscle and get to that muscle. I love that. And also... Um, uh, I'm been my creative project is going well. I'm enjoying writing, so well, that's good. Nothing exciting, no big fancy news. Just those little things they make me happy. Yeah, I'd say that. I mean, yeah, there are no huge things in my life that I'm wildly happy about. Um, I'm I'm in a relationship that's very fun and with, it's, with Spotify. With Spotify, it's going and, well. You know, just so many selections. Um, no, that's actually very, that makes yeah, me happy. That but, makes you happy. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, there's very little, um, your doggies. Yeah. They, oh yeah. Bruno's the oh, best. Oh, they are the best. Yeah. He's, he's a good dog. Um, and, uh, I made some really awesome pizza <laughs> and, um, I, I, I had, uh, it, it was a, I had a little birthday party here, not for me. Uh, and so I made like a dozen pizzas. And did you make the dough? I made the dough. Wow. Yeah, and each one was different. Uh, I, I have I, had your homemade pizzas mm-hmm. before. They are excellent. Um, thank you. Thank what you. I, The crust is really good. You have a nice balance of ingredients and you keep them coming. You know, yeah, yeah, a yeah. One, you put down one pizza the next and then ready the to go. next one comes and there's always fresh hot pizza coming. I, I made a, a clam pizza. I shucked a bunch of clams and that was really good. Mm. Well, I didn't actually eat it, but people said it was good. So that was, that was, um, that was, I was very happy about that. Is that a good answer? Yeah, that is. And Bill, go. Uh, I just tweeted a photo to a listener. And did that make and you happy? Feels, yeah. First of all, because I'm a technophobe and I managed to figure it out. Secondly, because someone's listening, which means this platform, uh, you know, I, I enjoy this platform and it's exciting to, to be here. Um, and um, I feel connected. Uh, and I have every reason not to get out of bed. And yet here I am. Yeah, I have to say that doing this podcast and, and getting, I mean, it sounds incredibly corny, but this doing this show with you two makes me very happy. Um, yeah, so, this yeah. is, it's been really nice. It's been, it's been a great run. But it's been really nice today, and I'm really glad you're here, Bill. Uh, there's a, I can feel the quietness coming out of mm. you, this reflective uh, state that you're in. I can honestly say that no one's ever said that about me before. <laughs> ever. Well, I think uh, you seem like you are taking care of yourself. You seem to be emotionally giving yourself a little bit of a nice hug or mm. t- holding yourself tightly as a protection Maybe being careful about yourself in the world these days. Mm-hmm. And it's really nice. Uh, 
This is the touchiest, feeliest episode we've ever had, and it makes me uncomfortable. People want bile and people want Bill's rants. Bill's rants. People want like just Sorry. telling us to shut the fuck up and you know day to day each other. Wrote in and Tantillo. Ask if I'm on Twitter. Thank you, JJ. Uh, I'm. I'm not on Twitter. I'm been something of a luddite. I'm barely oh, I love on the that Facebook. word. I don't go on those. I um, love that word so much. Yeah. Do you want to stick your I cheese curds in her a, I, want to stick, I thought it was a type of flooring. <laughs> oh, we had <laughs> the kitchen. We had it done in Luddite. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. Uh, but thank you for asking, Jay. Jay, you make me. You make me feel validated. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, no, may I ask? What kind of yoga you're doing? Uh, just general hatha, but I like uh, to. Uh, I've I've done Iyengar as well, mm. um, which is concentrating on getting the poses, poses exactly exactly mm. right and making incremental inner changes while you're in the pose, and, uh, and so holding I do them for that a long, long holding time, the pose right? for a long painful. time. No, no, it's not painful. It's just uh, exact paying close attention to what is happening inside your body, which mm. muscles are firing, Ugh. and learning to fire this muscle or that muscle. Uh, so I do. I concentrate on Iyengar principles, even as I'm doing Hatha yoga. Nice. But just general. I go uh, another plug. Yes, another plug oh, coming okay. up. Mm-hmm. I go to today's episode brought to by by. Yogaglow.com because I cannot, uh, I can no longer afford these days to go to live yoga classes. But yogaglow.com, and that's just yoga G L O with no, no w, w, is uh, $18 a month, unlimited streaming, all kind of different teachers and duration and types and levels of difficulty from beginner to advanced. It's great. There you go. Bryony writes in, yo, Murps. First of all, I am... Oh, Bruno. Um, first of all, I'm absolutely loving Giselle and her contributions to the show. Amen. Amen. Hi, Giselle. Yes, that's re- Hello, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. Secondly, I've just started a new job working in a university residence. I guess you're sort of the Atlantic... Um, we call them dorms over here. We call them halls or hall or halls. Uh, anyway, it's crazy hectic preparing for... 450 freshers to arrive uh, on Sunday. And it's got me thinking um, back to starting university, 1998, philosophy, Swan Sea Wales. Uh, my question to you, for you is, what about college life were you emotionally or intellectually ill-prepared for? Fuck Everything. <laughs> Fuck Cleveland, Bryony. Everything. Yeah, because Bill and I were, were very... Uh, very introverted. I introverted. was very shy. I was scared. I and was we were not, both like, total straight edge in high yeah, school. straight edge, so I didn't drink. I didn't party. I had a great family life and a great hometown that I wasn't desperate to get out of. So I, I was very lonely. I found it very hard to make friends. I spent a lot of my college time literally wandering the streets of Providence until three in the morning because I just didn't know where to go, what to do, or who to spend my time with. Um, I was not comfortable around, uh, I guess there were girls at the time. They're all women now. Um, I was a virgin. I had never had a sip of alcohol. I just, you know, but I wasn't, but I didn't show up ready to hit the books and expand the mind either. So I, you know, I, I was stressed and had poor time management skills and didn't, yeah. didn't kill it in the classroom. It just, I was, I was, I, I could have, I, I'm the kind of person who could have benefited from a year 
Off, I absolutely. I could. Or abroad, but it yeah, didn't yeah. even occur to me that that was. I went to an all boys prep school, and you go to college. You know, yeah, it didn't even occur to I me. Could that have been, that was an benefited option. from a year of working and yeah. just and, and like knowing what because I didn't know what I wanted to major in, and yeah. and I didn't have um, I didn't have good like social skills, and and mm-hmm. and I couldn't hold my liquor. Um, and so. I had a wonderful summer with a great group of friends that I wasn't eager to leave. So there was a bit of you know, I kind of backed my way into college as opposed to like grabbing that bull by the horns and yeah. getting all up in its poutine. <laughs> um, JJ says, uh, yoga kicks ass, not just for girls, uh, tough guys. I have a very exciting, Thanks, um, JJ, yoga, right. yoga related audition after this. Oh, you do. I do. Are you going to have to do a pose? No, I am. I don't even want to talk about it cause I don't want it to not happen, but okay. I'm, I'll tell you guys off. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm oh, excited. Yeah, God forbid we should Think share anything yoga with thoughts. Um, <laughs> do they sell Yaver anywhere in the U.S.? They have it at the Happy Dog. No one ever orders it but me, but they have it. Where's the Happy <laughs> it's Dog? my brother's bar in Cleveland. Oh. Um, I have found a place on Franklin out here, uh, that, that sort of snobby beer store, snobby everything store, oh, I wonder if my over friends... by UCB. Oh, right. Uh, they didn't have it last night when I was there, but they I, I have found it there before. Uh, there was a random restaurant in Cleveland that had it, but it's not... It's not common. You'll find once you find a German import store. But it's like a mass market beer, right? I mean, it's like a. It's not like a. Um, a sort of. A, it's not a microbrew. Would right? they have yeah. it right. at uh, Bevmo? Bevmo. I've, no, I've not seen it there. Oh. Um, I mean, it's very. I, they don't. They don't market it heavily. Heavily outside of Germany, it's a very common beer in Germany, but it's not something. I, I, I think they're just not particularly interested and in trying to push it. Are you, do you do a series of advertisements or just that one picture? There have been two versions of a TV ad that's played on TV and in front of films and stuff. So and you had to go there to film it? Mm-hmm. How fun. And I even uh, mouth, it's not my voice, but I mouth some German into the camera in one of the spots. Wow. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Genau mein Bier. <laughs> do they uh, feed you really nicely when you go there? Uh, they they definitely took... The last time I went, I stayed with one of the executives at Yaver, and um, he took great care of me. We he went, didn't shove you on a boat? No, he didn't shove me on a boat. We went on a, we went on a little road trip, partied in Hamburg, stayed in a hotel, then went up to the ocean and partied up there. It was, it was, it was fun. Um, the, shoots, it's, the shoots themselves were... Pretty bare bones. Because you were in these godforsaken places. We were in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, the Frisian Islands uh, in off season. Your character like, is a it, rugged, exactly rugged, no, specifically northern German. You are a good actor. <laughs> but there, yeah, there were there were times where and, and there wasn't a lot of English on set, so there's definitely a lot of um, you know, Williams, come over here, and then it's like four hours later, we're out on a boat in the middle of nowhere, and I was like, I was on my way to the craft services table. Fucking star. <laughs> so you just always always have to have a granola bar. Yeah, I, I must have told that story. Cause yeah, Martin, yeah I, I stuffed a couple. I brought granola bars from the States, stuffed them in the pockets of my costume just in case and ended up eating every single one of them because I was I never knew what was going on. We didn't have regularly scheduled meals on set. It wasn't. And they're you know, all talking like, weird on set. You know. And I didn't want to complain. I mean, I was supposed to be rugged for one thing. <laughs> and, supposed to be. And, you know, for, yeah, you're all, I'm always trying to be a, a team player. Like, I, like, in, like in my relationship. Like, I, I, you're supposed I stuck to be around. And you go, a mosquito bit me. <laughs> it's so oh, cold in Germany. Oh, guys, cold. why is it so cold? You guys, I really need a drink. Water. <laughs> Um, but I, I have nothing but warm memories um, 
I'm so I'm so grateful for that job. It got me out of food service. It launched. That was the beginning of my actually making a living performing, and it's been six, seven years and counting. Oh, and, wow. and it all started there. And the, the relationship is still there. The contract was renewed. I still. Oh really? Yeah. Oh good. Contract was renewed for another year, maybe year and a half. I'm not sure. So I'm still. I technically, um, contractually, I'm still the Aver man. Yay! Oh, that's really cool. I just love it. Nelson Brown. Writes in, uh, hi Murps. I've been missing Emily and Steve, but I have to say, Giselle has been a marvelous addition to the show. Amen, amen. Your discussion of bur- sandwiches and burritos uh, last episode made me hungry. Lately, I've been trying to adjust to a diet of less meat, primarily out of guilt and sympathy for animals. I was wondering, Marty, as both a foodie and animal lover, do you ever feel conflicted about eating meat? Thanks for making my Wednesdays brighter. Um, Nelson in San Francisco. Absolutely. Wednesdays. The time difference? He's a podcast listener. Got it. Um, I uh, feel guilty all the time when I eat meat because meat tastes good. Pork is delicious. It's a wonderful meat. I have a policy where I don't cook food uh, meat at home, um, and that's kind of how I I get by. Um, And so that way, when I do eat meat, it's a very special treat, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I try to make sure that it's... Um, sourced from something, someplace that's um, uh, reputable, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if it's, I, I really think it's important to support um, uh, the sustainable uh, meat producers mm-hmm. and who are, te- you know, who take care of their animals and treat them well, um, as opposed to these CAFOs, which are these, I forget what CAFO stands for, but it, factory farms. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, because you want to you ultimately i would love to see us getting rid of cafos and just having these small farmers where they treat their uh there's a movement afoot uh i like that word too well no let me just finish uh, okay sorry no no it's fine uh they because if we don't so that's why i want to support them so that they continue to be in existence mm-hmm. and so that that's my goal as a meat eater is to do that wherever whenever possible that's very good. What movement afoot? Uh, entomophagy. That's entomophagy. not a word. Yeah, it is. It means eating bugs. Because, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> because insects are much more sustainable, lot of protein, mm-hmm. and just so so much less costly to the earth environmentally mm-hmm. than livestock. So it's very slow starting now, and there's going to be a big, huge mental hurdle yes. that everybody's going to have to go oh, get over. I cannot do it. I don't think I could eat a bug. I ate grasshoppers I- in um, Japan only because I'm in Japan, I'm wearing a kimono, I'm sitting on the floor, and that's what's been put in front of me, so I'm not going to be the guy that who doesn't eat it. Is that what it takes you it? for to eat? Yeah. yeah. But those were very special circumstances, and it was a small bowl of grasshoppers, and I ate, I ate one. And the whole time I had to sort of Choke meditate beyond yeah. the fact that I was eating a grasshopper because if I thought about it, I would have yeah. I would have gagged. It's a big mental hurdle yeah. for those who are not used to well, it. And they, and it was just a, a bowl of grasshoppers. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a paste or it wasn't. And do you, it was just a bowl of grasshoppers. Oh. They looked like they're, grasshoppers. They're, they're fried. If one of them got up and started hopping, I would not have been at all surprised. And you're supposed to eat all of it, the whole part, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow, Bill, that's There's like intense. a crunchiness. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. of this the exoskeleton. Hmm. Well, interestingly, there's a, a, a bar, it's a protein bar called Exo, uh, exo.co, and they um, did a, uh, a Kickstarter. Uh, I think it was Exo. Well, one of these, um, they did a Kickstarter to do um, a high-protein bar that, where they incorporated crickets. The protein comes from crickets, mm-hmm. and because that's a cheap, sustainable food. Uh, and interestingly, they, they are, some people have a, an allergy. People who have shellfish allergies sometimes have. Uh, huh. I suppose uh, that makes sense. Yeah, because they, you know, these chitinous shells. The, I, did, I, you, I was thought, you know, from um, deshelling a shrimp, it had a sort of similar. But so what is the difference between having a, sh- a shrimp and a, a cricket? Like they're, I'm sure it's got to be purely psychological. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. shrimp are ugly as shit. Um, and, uh, Freaky looking. Not to other shrimp. <laughs> Yesterday, I went to go um, back to... Hey, baby. <laughs> You're beautiful. Look at you with your... Legs. With your little tail and your, your beady black eyes. <laughs> and that little spine of waist that run down. That's the worst part. That's the sexiest part. <laughs> um, yesterday, I went to go get a burrito. And I went to one of these taco trucks in Highland Park. And I said, uh, can I get a, a, a veggie burrito? And they looked at me like, what, just beans? And like, well, I don't know, do you have any vegetables? Like, lettuce? <sighs> and then I just said, all right, give me a lengua talk, uh, burrito, so, which is tongue. Um, and it, you know, it was delicious. But my, I sort of gave up and gave into their yeah. menu, which I think is good to do. But also, I rationalized that the... The meat industry does not rely on tongue to make it go, so it's like it's sort of an excess meat. So I I felt like it was less supportive of these um, these factory farms. Totally yeah. rationalization. Concentrated animal feeding operations. Yeah, exactly. Capos? Yeah. Um, courtesy you, Darren. of Darren Houston. Yeah, Darren Houston. Um, uh, the hold on. yeah, go ahead. Someone was asking um, uh, my teacher. I hate to say it, it sounds pretentious, but it's Catherine. So I was listening to Catherine talking, and someone was asking her if the Buddha was vegetarian. We were talking about vegetarianism. And she said, you no, know, you know, a lot of people think, oh, he was vegetarian. He was not. And she said his philosophy, she, he, she said, the Buddha ate what was given to him. Hmm. I thought that sounds really peaceful. Yes. The Buddha uh, yep. ate what was given to him. Hmm. So I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I that, told that to my dad, and he said, now I just have to make sure somebody give me a pastrami sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, but that's how I feel. If somebody serves me meat, I'm going to eat it. Um, all right. <laughs> yeah, if somebody serves me meat, I will eat it. Yeah. I, I, tend to be, I, I have actually described myself um, metaphorically as being one who tends to eat what's on his plate in terms of this was when I was faced with someone in my personal life who was very devoted to a vision, a preconception of what life was going to be and what you know the the minimums of a of a good life were, mm-hmm. and it's, it forced me to examine myself and and am I just am I just coasting along? Am I just bobbing along like a buoy, or or do I have vision for my own life? And ultimately, I I I do, but in the meantime, I tend to be someone who eats what's on his plate. Um, that's, mm-hmm. yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think 
mindful eating is a good thing. And that mm-hmm. sounds, uh, again, this is the touchy-feely episode, <laughs> everyone listening. Um, and just thinking about like where food comes from is an, an important thing. And just, um, and you are still, when you eat a hamburger, like some people just like don't want to think about it. Right, and which then, is a choice. Which is a choice, and, and that's fine. But, you know, there's a huge ecological effect that, that uh, eating meat has in terms of the, the amount of water we spend um, and uh, the amount of land it uses. And, and you're using food that could be feeding other people to feed your cow so that you can have your 99-cent burger, you know. And, yeah. Um, so. Hyper-Canadian uh, asks saying that it's Hunter's Festival right now, and they're asking what kind of traditional food do we like, like fish or moose, meat, beaver? I've never had moose or beaver. No, me neither. I hear beaver is, the tail is good, I heard. I've read. Oh. Marty, you don't eat beaver? (laughs) I mean, come on. There was, one of us had, never mind. You didn't have to. You didn't have to. I think they would have been disappointed if we didn't. (laughs) You're welcome. I don't do that for me. I do that yeah, for the listeners. You're been, welcome. You know, it could have been just sort of a collective unspoken that we all share right. telepathically. Right. I probably should have done that. That's okay. Oh, I lady, didn't say it with any conviction. Lady parts. That's what you right. Oh, okay. It's a theme. It's a callback. It's a running gag. Every, everything is a lady part. Poutine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the shortcut. Just poutine. Poutine. Um, Hi- Hyper Canadian. Do you eat poutine? And when you do, do you think of... Beaver? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Why did I say it? (laughs) You know what I mean, (laughs) hyper-Canadian. Oh, yeah. I don't... What what is your feeling about hunting? I have never done it and have always wanted to, frankly. Um, There was a point even when I I was curious about bow hunting, which is particularly cruel because it's not as um, quick and painless a kill. There's no such thing as a painless kill, but, um, you know, with bow hunting, I think you, 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 if you tag, if you hit the animal, you have to track it because you don't kill it right away, especially if you're new to the, well, that seems, what, so, so I, I haven't hunting, done it, but it seems hunting really make cruel. you want to do it? Um, the, to see the life go out of its No, eye. no, no, not at all. I would think that would hurt so, yeah. so much in that moment. I think that would be a very painful thing to experience. But to eliminate all of the middlemen between the meat on my plate and its procurement. To actually uh-huh. be... It's like fishing. It's like fishing for the meal you eat that night. Uh-huh. Um, you have to deal with killing the animal. You have to deal with seeing its yeah. the, the, the life go out of its eyes. And you oh. have to deal with the gratitude for the giving of that life for your sustenance. In a much more direct way than if you buy something that's already been cut, filleted, frozen, and it's just sitting there waiting for you. Or if you order it at a restaurant. Right. Um, obviously, that's so hyper-intellectualized that I, don't, you know, I can't present that to someone and be like, yeah, I'll take you hunting. They'd be like, go oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> um, the way I got cans of bush light, and we're going to shoot some shit, you know? Um, hey, speaking of hunting, you know that movie Borat? Yes. <laughs> I love that one. Was it Borat, the one where he go hunting with those people? No, it was the other one. Bruno, Bruno. it had to be Bruno, yeah. It was Bruno. When he go hunting with those hunters or camping with them and he come out of his tent and he's naked and he knocks on the tent and he say, hey, a bear ate all my clothes. <laughs> Can I sleep with you? <laughs> they, oh, that was funny. A bear ate all my clothes. 
<laughs> But um, I think you have that's a I like I find that really interesting. I think it would be a, a really uh enlightening mm-hmm. uh And it may be something I would never want to do again. Yeah. I wonder if it would turn you vegetarian for it, good. Like, I'm completely open to that possibility. Yeah, that would be interesting. There also is I mean, look, I'm not trying to be a saint. There's an element of being a chest pumping man with a gun out there in the wild that has some sort of appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Again, not enough of an appeal that I've ever actually done it or pursued it, but that that is there. Um, we're about out of time, but I have two last-minute emails. Shall we get to them, or do you want to sure. wait till next week? Uh, whatever you think is best. All right. James Haney writes in, First of all, I was working on the Sunday crossword puzzle. The first clue was... Im- <laughs> the cl- first clue was impede. The answer retards or retards however you want to say it um i want to say retards that's retarded you just told me i could do whatever i wanted that's retarded all right all right uh welcome back to bill great to hear from Thank the you. har uh, the faraway land of Vancouver, and lovely to hear from the grand giselle uh as regards the to the subject of religious incursion when i was living in athens ohio There was a Jehovah's Witness who stood each and every day outside the drugstore on Main Street, quietly holding his pamphlets, not accosting anyone, waiting for someone to ask him about what his religion had to offer. I always respected him for his peaceful perseverance. That is a great strategy. That is beautiful. Thanks for the informative free funny. Keep up the great work. Peaceful perseverance. Peaceful perseverance. I'm going to put those words in my mind for this week because I think they, they will be helpful to me. Horrible hair. Do you remember the, the alphabet people? <laughs> the letter people? The letter people. Anyway, each of them, it was like puppets that were letters. And yeah. the letters were, they had an alliterative phrase that went with their letter that also represented their physical appearance. So Mr. H was, Mr. H for horrible hair. Uh, you guys don't remember the letter people? I don't. No, I don't know what that is. Uh, they had this we're, super hippie. We're older than you. Uh, I don't know that that's true. Uh, this super hippie uh, animated intro with an acoustic guitar. Uh, Amy Elizabeth writes Someone in, will find that and, and tweet it for me. Greetings, all. I was able to jump into the stream from my new office. I received a promotion a few weeks ago and have gone from putting together the RoboCop displays to approving and editing instructions for them from the corporate office here in DFW. Um, That's Dallas Fort Worth. Uh, that means hopefully I'll be able to catch you all live most weeks. On an unrelated topic, my Ooh, boyfriend good. Will is a groomsman in his best friend's wedding in January. He has never been in a wedding before, and he's one of five groomsmen with no best man. Now, Will is the best man. We'll just say that he's the best. <laughs> um, the groom didn't want to single out any of his guys as a favorite. The monkey wrench is that this is a Catholic ceremony. The groom is atheist. The bride is quote-unquote Catholic, and that she kind of likes to... Uh, yeah, she kind of goes to mass. Like most weddings, it is it's mostly for the bride's mother, who is, as my mother refers to it, uh, as too afraid to not be Catholic. Uh, the groomsmen are all atheists, uh, but one who is about who is Baptist. I'm sorry, I'm reading this terribly. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, uh, none have been to a Catholic wedding. Ah, what's that? Shit! Sorry, sorry. I don't know how to stop it. Okay, I Jesus. stopped it. All right. That's the letter people intro. Oh, okay, we'll get to but that. I don't know how to stop it. Um, Sorry. My memory uh, is that it's about an hour and a half long exercise in calisthenics and the groomsmen have to stand there the whole time, but I was nine and barely remember it. Have any of you been part of... Uh, Jesus Christ, this is, I'm sorry. Uh, have any of you been part or been to one lately and can give some bullet points to warn Will what he's in for? 
Also just because being it, in the wedding party? Uh, uh, in a Catholic wedding party. Don't also, lock your knees. That's all you need to know. Also, Hydrate and don't lock your knees. Also, because it's Texas, the reception hall is in a county where you cannot serve booze stronger than 6%. Well, that's what a flask is okay, for. Okay, yeah, that's what... Go start off in a different county <laughs> before um, you go to the wedding. That's a long time to suffer through practic- uh, for practically dry reception. Uh, we do have a flask uh, <laughs> that one... Uh, but that may only last through the ceremony. We'll get two flasks. Uh, any advice would be welcome. There's five groomsmen. Just That's don't lock your flasks. knees. Yeah. Oh, she said, I, I may take up pretending to smoke just to escape every few minutes. That's a great idea. That's, a, that's awesome. Um, and it yes, with all those atheists see. in one Catholic church, we are sure, pretty sure it will burn to the ground. Put a camel back, one of those hydration systems, mm-hmm. close to your body and just weave the little tube through up around your shoulder and have it stick out of your collar a little so you can take a slurp of water every now and again. Or wine. Um, wine? Yeah, I would say, uh, first of all, you uh, make sure you pee before the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Don't lock your knees. And it's going to be long. Like... I was a groomsman for a Catholic ceremony, um, and of course, the the couple they were basic, basically atheists, but it was for the parents, mm-hmm. and it lasted forever. It was just it was painful. The only reason why it was uh, tolerable is because it was freezing outside and it was warm in the church. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a December wedding, um, so yeah, that, that that's good advice. You get it. Actually, that was it. Um, <laughs> Amy Elizabeth has one other selfless plug. Uh, I'm starting an online bakery for the Dallas-Fort Worth area called 8-Bit Bakery. By the way, a great, uh, it's a video game themed bakery. That's an oh, awesome genius. idea. That's so great. Bill, if you have a cupcake flavor that you love that is not on my current menu, I will name it after your Lost Planet character. Oh, I'm so in. Order sheet attached. Um, yeah. Marty, forward that to me. All right, will do. But can you think of a flavor that you like? I'm a huge red velvet guy, but I can't imagine that hasn't been taken. Well, and maybe, maybe we can come up with something that's more like ice or uh, uh, frozen themed. Oh, yeah. As it is an ice planet. Uh, do you remember the ice cream shops used to have daiquiri ice flavored? Yes. Did you like that? Yes. I wonder if there could be a cupcake that would have daiquiri ice flavor. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, but definitely get a second flask. That's That would be good. JJ <laughs> says, make sure the best man is good and drunk prior to his speech. What would you put in your flask? Bourbon. Although it doesn't warm nicely. Irish whiskey. Very few things do. Yeah, Irish whiskey probably warms better than bourbon. Irish or Canadian whiskey. It's on the sweeter side. Uh, I think that would be good. All right. God, I love bourbon. If I didn't feel a sense of responsibility to life, I'd be drunk all the time. (laughs) And I don't even drink that much. (laughs) I really don't. But I I want to. I saw a a video yesterday. There's a a homeless guy in New York who, who... begs for money, sleeps on the street, but he keeps himself pretty clean. And then he, he like a few nights a week, he'll, he'll, he just picks up women and he stays with them for days at a time. And 
and he makes I them. have seen a vision of my future. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> but it's crazy because then he'll like go to the drugstore to CVS and, and get like hair product, you know, and just use the samples and put them in the chair. And, and then he uses all his money for drugs and booze and, and just. That's what he likes. Yeah. And it's, it's a, a little sad, but it's, they show him like picking up women and he just does it. He's shameless. He's aggressive. And he ends up like hooking up with a woman for a day or two. And then, then we'll get drunk and pass out on the sidewalk and moving on, moving on. Mm -hmm. Um, all right. Uh, everybody today was a fantastic episode we got some great, great emails. We got great input from the listeners. Yes. Thank you guys. And, yeah, um, great tweets. Yeah, excellent tweets. So if you want to tweet in and you didn't get the, tw the uh, <laughs> Twitter handle, that's Nooner that. Dan Marty. Yeah. I yes, I am. <laughs> at gmail.com. Oh, no, 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 don't change a thing. I'll be so upset if you change anything. Okay. Noonerpodcast at gmail.com if you have something for the mail sack. If you want to follow <laughs> Bill, that's uh, Bill You want to follow me and my poutine? It's Tweeterson, sir. And I'm at Marty U. Dan Etheridge. Great to hear from Dan today. All and, the way from Vancouver. Yep. Yeah. And if you want to tweet Giselle, well, tough uh, nuts. Tough nuts. Yeah, you shit out a lot. Just the website, thegiselleshow.com. Okay, that's great. Yeah. And you have um, uh, stories that people can download? Yeah, I have an MP3 hour-long storytelling show that we have on there, $5 for an hour of uh, unfettered Giselle, Giselle, <laughs> Giselle. Um, well... And uh, thanks again to Will Wilkins for getting us on the air and keeping us on the air. Yes, sir. And it's amazing that we didn't have a fuck-up today uh, that of epic proportions, right. like, like we did last week. We had plenty of fuck-ups. but Oh, yeah. Just little ones. Little ones. Little fun ones that make us so charming. Humanize um, us. Yeah. and us uh, relatable. Do you have anything else to plug, Bill? I mean, this is the plug show also. It's the touchy-feely uh, plug show. Cross your fingers. I am in discussions with the head of a European financing company about my film. All right. And it's going very well. So keep your fingers crossed. Everybody send good vibes out. And um, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.